Hello, Mixed Net Cases. This is New Just, and we've got an episode for you of Nutty Bites that is a little bit different. We're going to be talking about the movie Everything Everywhere All at Once. And I have a bit of a disclaimer, but before we get to that disclaimer, let's introduce everyone. As always... Hi, I'm Tech, or am I? Are you Alpha Tech or are you Tech Tech? Yeah, ooh. Mm. Maybe I am Alpha Are you Raccoon Tech? (laughs) Yes. Hi, I'm Tech, controlled by a raccoon. And we've got our good friend. Hi, I'm Jason. Now, where's my statue? (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so we watched everything, everywhere, all at once because we're huge Michelle Yeoh fans. But we've got a little bit of a disclaimer here. We are going to try to keep the language as normal. No cussing kind of a thing. We're going to work real hard on that. But... Because of the content of this movie, it is going to be impossible to keep the content that we are talking about PG. So don't be like the 11 year old kids that were in our theater <laughs> who poor, poor kids were really awkward Ooh. and didn't know what to do when certain sex toys came out or assumed st- sex toys were brought out or were in this movie. Or were inserted. We got to give people a chance to turn it off. Okay. So there will be some uncomfortable <laughs> content. The other Ooh. thing is, I don't think we can talk about this movie without spoiling it. So if you haven't watched the movie, you may want to go and watch the movie. If you want to listen to it a little bit, just know that we are going to spoil you. Jason is full of what's that now? I am, I am definitely full of chicken and spoilers. He is full of chicken and spoilers. So this is a chicken and spoilers episode. Okay. So be forewarned. We're going to try to keep the cussing to a minimum, but there's going to be things that we are talking about that are much worse than cussing. So do not listen to this with a 13 year old. Do not listen to this. Even if you're listening to this with your 18 year old child, you might be uncomfortable listening to things like that. With even your if you're 38, even if you're 38 years old, you might be uncomfortable with some of the stuff that's in this, but it's not my fault because I warned you. Yeah. Don't be like the, uh, the ladies that walked out of our theater as soon as certain objects appeared on screen and they were uncomfortable. We're warning you that this is part of it. Now, this is not a sex movie. It's an action. It's a comedy. It's a family drama. It's a coming of age. It's a self-discovery. It's a romance. Did I say comedy? I can't even yep. remember. Uh, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, um, <sighs> and it's a Kung Fu action flick. A, Kung Fu, martial a, arts movie. Highly, a, a, um, highly abstract art piece. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a fashion movie. It is everything. And you it is will all love, the genres. And you will love googly eyes by the end of this movie. <laughs> oh, googly eyes. All right. So before we begin, mm-hmm. tech. Yes. Do we have a patented tech summary? I do. I have two different summaries for this movie. Excellent. One, imagine Jet Li's The One, but it stars my mother. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. And the other, Mich- if you don't know who she is, Michelle Yeoh, the woman that can beat up Jackie Chan. And Jamie Lee Curtis, the woman that can beat up Michael Myers in the fight scenes you never know, never knew you needed. Yep. In a battle for the ages between two women in their 50s. 
and one of which each other down and one of which does a full-blown hulk hogan drop kick to someone oh that backbreaker yeah i the backbreaker the back well the backbreaker over an exit sign i mean and then then i love i love when she gets up or when he gets up he's holding his lower back just like the pros do oh oh my back oh this movie pays attention it pays attention to so much details and it's so good like oh this was a delight to watch also Third, and I have a fourth one that I'm going to save for the end, but third, in a movie full of characters that you will fall in love with and characters that you will deeply care for, you will find yourself falling in love with a grown-up short round. Yes, absolutely. So I I wanted to talk about the cast. Now, we are all huge fans of Michelle Yao. If, if you've listened to five of our episodes, you've heard us gush about how we all have a giant crush on her and have since the first time we saw her on screen but i always loved uh i'm gonna mispronounce his name and i apologize but i believe it's ki hui kwan uh the actor who played short round in indiana jones uh the guy that played data in goonies you did you didn't know that i didn't either i'm like why does that kid look so familiar why is he so good why am i in love with him and why does his voice sound like that yeah 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 and the guy who played Jasper Kwong in Head of the Class. And he was in Goonies, too, right? Yes, he was Data mind, in Goonies. Mind blown. Like, yeah. completely blown. Like, I did not realize that was him. I knew it before I went to the movie. That was one of the things I was really excited about because I saw him interviewed and he talked about how he had stopped acting because the only roles that were available were those stereotype insulting roles. And those are the roles that he's known for. And he came back for this. This is what he can. And he's a starring character. Well, when Michelle Yeoh says, I want you in my movie. Well, you he say, said that he chose it because it's a well-developed character and it's finally what Asian actors need. Right. So we have got, and who plays the daughter? Uh, Stephanie Hugh. Is that her name? Oh, Hang yeah, on. Yeah. yeah. H-S-U. Sue. We are all, we are all horrible North Americans and we are going to mispronounce a lot of these names. And for that, I apologize sincerely, but H-S-U, I think is Sue. Sue? Yeah, it's, the, the, listen. I'm a weeb, and my Japanese and Chinese is terrible. Nice. But, so, so we will we will try. We will try our darndest. Yes, we will. And um, she's amazing. And I already loved her from the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. She's one of the new characters for the new season, mm-hmm. and she is like the best. I have a huge crush on her. Mildly competing for my already established crush from that show, which is for Susie Myers. Um, that's right. I never thought I'd be in love with Alex Borstein, but she's amazing. She's awesome. Uh, we, uh, also in this movie, we have to talk about the, uh, so, um, uh, Michelle Yao's father, her, um, elderly, uh, ailing, sickly, dying father named Gong Gong. Yes. Um, who uh James Hong James Hong who also has played everybody's Asian dad in everything since the late 80s you might remember him from the Seinfeld Chinese restaurant episode Seinfeld table for four 
That's that every time I see him, that's his name in my head. You know how some people they're just associated with roles. Yep. He is Seinfeld table for four. <laughs> he is amazing. Uh he was in Wayne's World. Wasn't he the dad in Wayne's World? And he got to do some action sequences in that. I, I freaking love that. No, Wayne's World too, sorry. I was loved he, him in was that. He Tia Carrera's dad? Yeah. He oh was, wow. Okay. He was in the Golden Child. Yes, he was also in the yes, Golden yes, Child. Yes, wow. He was amazing in that. Like he's had some really serious roles, and it was great because he's 91 years old and he is acting He's 91 yes he is acting his butt off wow he was so good and physical yeah he, so, had, he had fight scenes yeah and we mentioned In uh, oh Dude, my gosh i'm a i'm a, four, I'm a 43 year old martial artist i can barely look left and right my neck is so lunched the idea that i can keep fighting at 91 i mean hats off to this lad i mean Dog, it's there is not a there's not a there's no there's no like how some roles in movies are kind of throwaway. No one in this movie is throwaway. They all have a purpose. Jamie Lee Curtis, whom we all adore, but I've especially been loving her work lately because Jamie Lee is like, we're not dying my hair. We're not. I'm not getting any work done. Where I am playing my age, but in this movie. It's extenuated because I'm sorry. I believe that is a prosthetic gut because I've seen her in her other movies and her stomach is flat. But but what I, what I love in this is that she's the antagonist of the yeah. film, and we're going to get into the plot in a yeah. bit. But the whole movie takes around uh, an IRS audit that's happening to Michelle Yeoh's family, and the audit clerk is Jamie Lee Curtis, who is playing a late middle aged to early. Uh, early old aged woman who is a, a menial office clerk at the IRS and just does not give two craps about anything. And she's just an office drone. So it's not Jamie Lee Curtis in true lies. She's not in full makeup in black lingerie beating Arnold Schwarzenegger with a telephone. God, I love that scene. It's, <laughs> it's, it's an office drone in her cubicle. So it's yellow. It's, it's ugly yellow turtleneck, no bra, gut uh carpal tunnel brace on her um on her on her left hand or did you notice jason in the piano playing scene she's wearing the carpal tunnel brace on her left foot i listen we're that was the best. we're gonna we're gonna have to talk about hot dogs for fingers like, <laughs> like there's a lot to unpack there and it's right, so, so f- fans friends wireless listeners this movie makes no sense and but it makes all the sense. But the thing is, is by the end of it, you groove on it not making... It's not like... Because I'll be honest, Nutty, I'm really surprised with this movie. Because mm. normally when this when movies are this scattered, I get mad and I punch out. Yeah, but this movie keeps you in. Yeah, and I don't... I, I haven't quite figured out how it did that. Because normally, I, like, I, I am an idiot. I, I am the first to acknowledge this. I, I'm pretty dumb... And I don't like a lot of art in my movies because I don't understand it. It, it don't expect me to understand third, fourth, and fifth, uh, you know, generation motives. Don't expect me to understand subtext. And yeah, but when he looked at her, what he really meant is that he was talking about this because it was four scenes. I can't remember. I can't remember character names. I can't remember uh, long plot lines and artsy stuff really blows by me. <laughs> To the point that when we watched Dune last week, something, I forget what happened, something happened and 
text said, okay, he said this, this is going to be important to like, sometimes there are things where it's like a blip and you're supposed to remember it. We, we do kind of tag certain things. Yeah. 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 I, I have to, I have to talk it out a lot of the times or else it's me not pausing the movie and nudging nutty and going, why is he mad at that old lady? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cause I don't, I don't remember. I have a, Goldfish brain. That's have, yeah. It's, hey, it's it's who I am, but it also comes with the temper because I get grumpy at movies, which is why hey. I don't like Winter Soldier. But <laughs> I I can't understand what this movie did because it is freaking weird. You want me to you want me to go out on a limb here? Yeah, I bet money you're gonna rage quit Doctor Strange. Which one? The new one? But yes, I bet you're gonna rage quit Doctor Strange because, and I've said this multiple times, I'm on the record that this movie is going to be a better multiverse movie than Doctor Strange. Oh, probably. Probably. This is... Uh, well, you know what? There's only one better multiverse movie than this. Oh, and I that's the Enter one? the Spider-Verse. Yeah, Enter the Spider-Verse. Touche. Touche. I was going to say the one for the, for the, for the motorcycle scene. So... Um, <laughs> I I would will say that I think there's a couple of things that kept this movie kept us in this movie. One, we saw it in the theater so there was no distractions. But I think the acting was so oh spot on God. and because they really the cast that they have, you're able to see very quickly when somebody is a different person because they're not jumping into other worlds. They're having that personality jump into the body. So you're still dressed the same. Usually um, everything still looks the same, but through facial expressions and the way that they act, it is completely different. Now, what I think is very telling about how all of this cast works is this was originally written for Jackie Chan. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Jackie Chan was supposed to be Michelle Yao. Oh, I thought he was supposed to be Raymond. No, it was supposed to be, he was supposed to be the main character that was supposed to be the one. And they said, if we switch it to a female protagonist, we can actually get that husband wife dynamic to work. Because if you've ever watched Jackie Chan with a female lead in any of his movies, that's not Michelle Yao. It doesn't work. Now. It really doesn't. Now, now, I would have loved for them to cast Jackie Chan in the husband role. But I, I think they did really well. They, they, they did because, and I love Jackie Chan. I've loved his movie <coughs> since I was a kid, but that guy cannot talk in English. <laughs> but you know what? He can sick. So it's okay. He made up. <laughs> but my but question. I also think that, um, Jackie Chan, by the way, is closer in age. You realize that Michelle Yao is nine years older than Jackie Chan. No, than 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 grown up short round. Okay, so how how old Let's is? Not he? call him short round, please. Well, well, okay, what's his what's his real first name? Kihei. 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 Okay. Yeah. So what is? I I believe that's how it's pronounced. All right, let me look it up just to see if I can put a. I can't get any but, uh, pronunciation. If I can mansplain guides. his name for you. Hold so on. funny thing about this movie, the director. Mm-hmm. He's known for doing interesting films because he's the director for a very odd independent film starring Daniel Radcliffe called Swiss Army Man. Yeah, I knew I knew that the name of that movie, but I hadn't seen it. So he's half he's half Chinese. Oh, yeah. And Vietnamese. Oh, okay. So it's K. So that's if I'm going by the pronunciation of how I pronounce your brother's name. Okay. That would be K. Hui. Okay, maybe. Yeah. It's Kehoi, but he also goes by Jonathan Kehoi. 
Okay. And then Kwan. Okay. Now, by the way, he's listeners, fifty. Yeah, he's fifty. Michelle Yao's fifty nine. She's but almost she doesn't 60? age. She doesn't look sixty. Well, she's not. She, that's like that's like that's like telling me that Denzel or Sam Jackson are are in their sixties and eighties, seventies and eighties. Like they don't age. Okay, she looks a lot younger than they do, though. And, and Jamie Lee Curtis is sixty three. Yeah, and again, doesn't look it. Like she, I mean, yeah, she looks like she's aged, sure, because she's Jamie Lee Curtis and she's been doing it since this. You know, but I think she only looks like she's aged because she stopped dyeing her hair. Yeah, I'm, like her hair is gorgeous. I'm also way. I'm also looking at photos of her here at uh, various press events over mm-hmm. the last few years. Uh, not only was that not her stomach, I don't think those were her breasts. No, no, they're not that big. No, no, no. She's 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 ample chested, but not nearly that much. Yeah, it's it's, it, it's they're just the wrong shape. Yes, uh, like, I I I think they needed to do something to make them sag more. Yeah, 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 yeah. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> we, I, I, we keep I, breaking Jason. This I love this movie. Like this oh, is the, this this was so. I tried so, to tell you guys. I tried to tell you guys this movie. No, we. You know what? We all right. So you, I'm gonna you, I'm gonna come back for just a minute. We first heard about this movie because Jason's like, oh my god, there's this amazing movie coming out. And it's it's like everywhere. The, the day the trailer dropped, yeah. Jason comes on stream, ears up, tail wagging. You gotta see this thing for this new movie, and like we're a groaning dog, like a dog that found a new tennis ball. We're, guys, guys, guys! You gotta see this trailer. We're groaning and ready to like pass him off, and he, then he says Michelle Yao's in it, and I said, "Oh, okay, hang on." And then we watched the trailer, and I knew that was data right away, and I was like, "I am in." But I yeah, this, did not know until this, this podcast is, did not know. So can I? Well, I have a question, Jason. Yes. Did you grow up with a crush on data? No. Okay, I then. there absolutely. you go. That's listen, your explanation. Listen, listen. listen. I, <laughs> did you have a crush I, on Doctor Jones. Yeah, did you have a crush who didn't? On Dr. Who Jones? didn't? I I had those. I had those tattoos on my eyelids. <laughs> but I love you. <laughs> like, but no, I literally I had a crush on Michelle. Yeah, when I watched her jump a car off a tr- jump a jump a motorcycle off a truck to a train or whatever it was. In that I moment. will say I had a crush on Michelle Yeoh as soon as I saw Wang Chung, but but. I saw that well after I saw um, Goonies and Temple of Doom and all the other movies that he was in. So I will I will try to give to our fans, uh, to our wireless listeners, there are people that are listening mm. who haven't seen this movie and maybe some people that have. So I will try to give a concise, actual plot summary of what happens. Okay, but they've all turned it off. Right. And to <laughs> the few people that are listening because they love the sound of my voice. Yeah. Or Jason's. <laughs> or Jason's. Oh, my voice sounds like trash right now. Drink, says, drink, drink more. It'll, it'll, drink more. more. It'll either get better or you'll stop caring. Mm-hmm. No, like I, I, I had a flat tire, and that the morning of the flat tire, I had to change it in sleet and snow. So I am. So, you, so you had a free arm workout, is what you're saying, and you're mad about going. You're mad about getting a free workout. Oh God, I was. I'll have to show you guys afterwards what pierced my tire. It, oh God, it was. I was so mad. Okay. So here's an actual plot summary of what's happening in this movie. Michelle Yao is a first-generation American immigrant going through the worst time of her life. Her husband wants a divorce that she figures out at the worst possible time. Her business is failing. She's being audited by the IRS. Her dad is dying and living in their house and being an annoying pain about it. And her daughter is gay and annoying about it. And wants to come out to the family. Not annoying, but yeah. Well, to, to Michelle Yao, oh, okay, she's being okay. annoying I'm about like, it. She doesn't seem annoying no, about it, but it's, yeah. It's, it's another yeah. bother in Michelle Yao's life yeah. that everything in her life, Jacqueline, Jacqueline, mm-hmm. is Jacqueline right? Jacqueline Kwan? Evelyn. Evelyn. Evelyn Kwan. Everything in her life is going bad. 
or in a way that she doesn't want is what I mean. Not that being gay is bad. It's in a way that she doesn't want. It's her daughter's gay. Her father's dying. Her husband wants a divorce. Her business is failing. She's being audited by the IRS. Everything sucks. The customers are annoying. She's way too busy. She has no time for anything. And as she goes into the IRS for the audit, reality shatters. And her husband turns into someone else in the elevator and says, I'm trying to save your life. You need to do exactly what I say. Put your shoes on the wrong feet and think of the janitor's closet. It'll work. Trust me. And he puts Bluetooth headsets on both of her ears for some reason mm-hmm. and then hit the green button. And when she presses the green button, she switches to another reality. And then this turns into Jet Li's The One meets Groundhog Day meets Enter the Spider-Verse where she can jump from universe to universe or have different people jump into her or she can absorb talents from people in different universes and what sets up a lot of the comedy because this is a comedy movie is that the algorithm in the computer works best in absorbing talents from other people And there's a big bad that's eating all the universes, and they have to stop the big bad from eating all the universes. By absorbing talents and becoming a stronger, better fighter, you can defeat the big bad. Doing random things. (laughs) And the crazier and more random it is, the more you help the algorithm in the computer from helping you absorb talents. So um, I'm trying to think of what some of the random things are. Sticking your finger in somebody's nose, wiping a boogie, and then shoving it in their mouth. Uh, Chewing gum... Chewing gum from the bottom, bottom of, a, of a table, yeah, yeah, yeah. eating an entire eating an entire chapstick and chewing it, uh, snorting a fly. Oh, I thought that was a good one. I loved the "you have to say I love you" to the person who's trying to kill you. Sincerely, but you have to mean it. <laughs> I love you. I love you. I love you. I love you. Oh, <laughs> uh, there was a, oh, there was the one where the guy was like. Um, hitting his head into the wall when they when they sent all the guys after her uh in the office building um oh the one- there was the one guy seductively licking a pole uh, oh, yeah. there, there was the, the the one woman who just drops everything she's doing and just starts belting out ave maria oh my god that lady from the from the uh dry cleaners who uses her dog as a as a as a, uh, as, a, as a rope dart that lady oh, from the dry cleaners, Big Nose, played by Jenny Slate, who has been in everything lately. She's um a, a comedic actress. She's she's known for well, we first saw her in um House of Lies with House Don of Cheadle. Lies with John Don Cheadle. Uh she was in Parks and Rec. She was in um Zootopia, The Secret Life of Pets, the Lego Batman movie. Uh she's in Big Mouth. I mean, she is just she's everywhere. She's in Big Mouth. She's she's the Jesse. Isn't she Jesse? I think she's Jesse. The lead, the lead female character? Yeah. Wow. So. Okay. I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I'll 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 double check it. Okay. Uh she plays Tammy in Bob's Burgers, by the way. So that's another one that Who's I know Tammy? you. Tammy's the one, isn't she the one that sucks on her uh pendant? On her pendant? Yeah. Oh, maybe. Okay. Yeah. One of the school friends. Anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah. But we have two great rope dart scenes in this movie because we've also got uh Kehoi, um the uh, what's it, what's his name? It's not Wayne. What's the husband? Waymond. Raymond. Raymond. Waymond. Yeah. Waymond. <laughs> yeah. Who? Oh, used- I'm sorry. She it, it, was it, it, Missy Foreman in Big Mouth. Okay. So she's the first voice for Missy. Okay, but using his fanny pack 
as a Chinese rope dart. As, as, yeah, a, ever, as, a, uh, as, as a chain whip weapon and then when it's like oh I need to knock these guys out and then he drops like wet aquarium gravel out of, out, of a, out of an office fish tank listen, into his fanny pack oh yes that was and so I love good. the guard I love the guards when they watch him do they're like oh crap and like just I, Trevor from Wonder Woman eat your heart out because this is the only way to use a fanny pack absolutely and it wasn't just a fanny pack i mean dude had the souped up fanny pack with all the different pouches and it was made of leather Mm. like real soft leather like that guy is committed to the fanny pack and it had the little piggy you you know he shopped for months for that thing oh Oh, absolutely absolutely. or either that or he owned it for years yeah either that or he found it on etsy and had someone handcraft that he needed to find the perfect fanny pack this would be the one the one, the one fanny so pack. Then beat a guy with a motorcycle for it. Here's no. something kind of interesting mentioning the one. Um, Jonathan Kikwan, mm-hmm. I'm going to use his English name because I'm, I'm so afraid that I'm mispronouncing the other name. Um, he worked on the one. So he hasn't done a major role in 20 years, but he's been a producer. He was the, um, he was one of the action choreographers for the one. Wow. When did, can we just? When did Indiana Jones's little sidekick become a martial artist? Like, Wait, what, he also like, he also did the fight choreography for the original X Men movie. He was, according to this, he was the assistant. He was the assistant choreographer to Corey uh, to Corey Yuen, yeah, who who did all of the fight choreography for for those movies. We just just. But when did he become a martial artist? Because let's be real, he should have been doing this to help Doctor Jones, like. Can you imagine if he just whips out a fanny pack and beats that dude into that propeller blade? Like there's 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 so much that we I can't remember which episode where we came up with what we would like to see for Indiana Jones. We would like to see um short rounds character because in oh. canon he is sent to uh England to to learn and study and we want him to be the archaeologist. Oh, what if we get rid of that trash kingdom of crystal skull? Yeah. And we do a passing of the torch from Indy to short round and Except he becomes the nude Indiana Jones. Short round is going to be like, yeah, but we shouldn't put this in a museum and steal it from their culture. We it should-, should be in their own museum. So do you want more better awesome Goonies news? Mm. Ooh. So the kid that played Chunk, yes. his name is Jeff Cohen. Yes. Jeff Cohen, attorney at law, mm-hmm. who is now an entertainment lawyer and founding partner of Cohen and Gardner LLP. Kehoi Kwan has hired Chunk as his entertainment lawyer. So Data, oh, that's fantastic. Chunk is Data's lawyer. Uh, I that's love amazing. it. Like, how cool is that? Oh, this is awesome. Like, that's, I just... yeah. Like honestly, with this movie, like you there's, could go beat for We could for talk beat, for days about. We really can just because there's no there's no wasted motion in mm. this movie Mm-mm. because Michelle Yo and the best part is Michelle Yo's character has to learn and grow on the fly, like not right. just because she's hopping through dimensions, but because 
she still comes back to her dimension and has to face the consequences of the fact that her husband just kung fu'd a bunch of security guards. Yeah. Right. And and the fact that the woman that was giving her an audit is now attempting to cut her in half with a paper cleaver. Uh, yeah. Who drop kicks her husband. Oh my god, that drop kick. It is Listen, I will say this right now. A movie will automatically get a gold star from me if someone pulls off an a, a, a solid drop kick. Like a solid, like WWE off the turnbuckle drop kick. And if you then throw in a backbreaker, you get another one. So the whole premise to this movie is that there's an infinite multiverse where every minor decision you make in your life fragments reality into a different multiverse and that you have the ability to absorb yourself from another reality into you. And it's all about finding those other realities. So the craziest realities end up being absorbed because of, because they're bad at it. They're bad at figuring out how to get to the good ones. So they, they absorb a lot of bad realities. So there's a reality where Michelle Yeoh can't remember the name of the movie Ratatouille. And she keeps thinking, no, it wasn't rats. It was raccoons. It was ra- Raccoonie. 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 It was a raccoon on his head. But there was a reality where that really happened, where she was a... Uh, oh, what do you call that type of chef? Um, um, hibachi. Yeah, the, she was a hibachi chef. And the hibachi chef at the grill over from her at the restaurant uh, had a raccoon in his chef's hat that was piloting him. And made him amazing. And do you know who the voice of the raccoon is? No. It's an uncredited cameo. Yeah. It's Randy Newman. Nice. Because they were playing Randy Newman songs yeah. because he did the music but for... But when the raccoon is talking... Is Randy Newman? It's Randy Newman. Oh, that's fantastic. Who, by oh. the way, didn't have a song in Ratatouille. Didn't? No, but he did for like every other Pixar movie. Oh, okay. So that's why. Yeah. Okay. So I get the gag now. Yeah. yeah okay. So the one of the things I love about this movie is its meta commentary and the fact that it does things from other movies better than those movies. And I'm specifically talking about Ready Player One. Mm-hmm. because the whole van scene where they're doing the multiverse tracking and, and downloading of personality traits mm-hmm. is smack dab out of ready player one and they do it better. Mm-hmm. Like I hate ready player one. I, I, I do not like I, the premise. Like they don't, I don't they, know many people that liked the movie. I know a lot of people that liked the book. As a matter of fact, one of our, uh, and sometimes patrons, Nick um, is a massive, massive fan of the book. Shoutouts to Nick. Hi, Nick. Hi, Nick. Are you still but, listening? I hope so. But in this, but in this movie, the whole the Ratatouille thing, the, the van thing, yeah, Rakakuni. <laughs> like we don't want to get sued here. <laughs> like all of that, like all of that stuff, they do it so well, and it's and they don't beleaguer on it. They don't sit around on it and be like, "See, you get it, you get it." Well, and there's so many little references that the directors put in specific to like we're gonna bullet time better than matrix the matrix did we're gonna do the plot elements better than the matrix did we're going to frame something exactly like another movie and use the same lighting and everything and just make that a reference also 2001 space odyssey Hmm. the the credits Oh no, not the credits. Sorry, uh, with uh, the, the hot dog the, fingers world. Oh, the monkeys. No, yeah, when they figure they, out that they go back to the pri- they go back ten million years in the yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And the woman hot dog fingers beats the woman regular ones to death. Yeah. So, 
I hate this trope in describing a movie when people say, "Oh my god, that movie that movie was filmed so or edited so tightly. It's such a tight movie." And this well, you know, not and there wasn't a single wasted scene. Normally, this means, "Oh my god, did you notice his use of the color blue?" And every time it's the color blue, it means that the character is thinking or something that equally inane that totally passes by me and I completely miss all of it. In this movie, there isn't a single if this was shot on on film there wasn't a single wasted frame because yeah. every single frame not only means something means something that my stupid butt could understand because it's entirely relevant to the plot not some artistic vision way and, off in the future. It's no relevant to right now. And even when it seems like a throwaway gag, like I've won all these awards. Oh, those butt plugs are going to come into. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, or, or, oh, cream cheese. Oh, this bagel's delicious. We don't have cream cheese because we got rid of the cows as he's chowing down on what is it? An everything bagel. Which so, makes, if you've seen the movie, and everything bagel and cream cheese, and then he like reaches up, and of course he's hungry for dairy because the cows yeah. are dead in his world, and he reaches up and he grabs and a, a warm pitcher of half and half, and just chugs. And it. all of that means something because he's half there and he's half in the alpha world. Oh, so, I get that. That's good. And, yeah, like yeah, it's half just and they're, half. they're little gags to make you react, but they're deep. Well, the thing is, right. They they can do all these gags because the rules are simple. It's you do something weird to gain access to another version of yourself and their knowledge. And you're trying to stop someone who has the ability to see all possible worlds out there in the infinite. Jason, by the way, did you notice that they're also in the world of Killer Pinata? No, I did not. No, because the, one of the they're when pinatas they, when they fragment to the oh yes, yes. yeah they're yes. pinatas hanging in a tree, but they're getting beat on by kids, so they're pinatas in a world with humans, which means they're in the killer pinata world. So one thing that we learn about halfway, about three quarters of the way through the movie, where all of a sudden it goes the end credits, and then it cuts to another universe where they're rocks, Ugh. and it's absolutely silent because rocks don't talk. And it's subtitled because the rocks are talking to each other because in rock talk, because most of the multiverse is worlds and universes where the conditions weren't right for life. And they're mostly like this. It's kind of quiet. I like it here. And it's two rocks talking to each other on a cliff for what feels like a long time. I ate a lot of popcorn during this scene. This was <laughs> a but. And then I got a phone call during this scene. Which then led to panic attacks until the end of the movie because I'm like, who could be calling me? Oh my god, it's a private number. It's a work thing. I'm in trouble. <laughs> so many things. No, it was a, it was my coworker trying to sell me power tools. Oh, good lord! So I'm gonna buy a radial arm saw tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> but, but but yeah, I mean the rock scene I absolutely loved when they the, were the drawings. Oh yeah, but the, but the rock turns around and it's got googly eyes. Oh my gosh! They also and, do they also do animation like they do animation oh, yeah. for a couple of shows. So, so I have to yeah because one of them is is anime style. But I have to mention that there's a giant reveal a little bit before this in the movie where we find out that the main villain, which she calls Chewbacca because she can't pronounce was it uh, Jabutawaki. She, yeah. so she calls it Jabba Chewbacca. Chewbacca. Um, she can't pronounce anything, which is like yeah. kind of the the one the crux of it. Which is why when she says "rakakuni," yeah. they're like, "What is she Do you mean about? ratatouille?" 
the villain, the evil villain, the with the the universe eater that is destroying yeah. the multiverse, is her daughter. Her daughter, who in the regular universe that we know of, has come out as gay and is trying to invite her girlfriend to her grandfather to uh, Evelyn, so to Michelle Yao's father's birthday party. Yeah, which I think is also a New Year's. Yeah, it's also a New Year's. New Year's and his birthday, and they're trying. She's trying to come out to the entire family and it's causing a lot of strife on top of this she's also a universe eater she is galactus p.s if, universe is a bagel if you gave galactus if you gave galactus the powers of mitzel pitzelik right like yes yeah yeah, yeah actually yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right yeah. Yeah. like uh, can you imagine if galactus was like i'm gonna eat your world but first donuts like, uh, uh, by the way, the, the, the villain name is Jobu Tupaki. Jobu Tupaki. That's which it. is why she calls her Chewbacca. Also, hot dog fingers. Hot dog oh, fingers. Man. Hot dog fingers had the sweetest love story, though. I, I yes. have a theory about that, but I don't know when in the episode you want me to give this theory. I, I, we'll, we'll get to theories. We'll okay. get to theories because okay. we have a lot of theories. Um, mine, I want to talk, win. I want to talk a little bit about how, much in love with Waymond did you all fall because it's like oh he's pathetic he's silly he's this but Alpha Waymond is is ruthless and cruel but her Waymond is kind and he puts googly eyes on everything like when it starts and there's googly eyes on the dryer that is out of order and she pulls them off and she's all annoyed and you're like oh that's weird somebody put googly eyes and then later you find it's like i can't find this customer's laundry do you know where it is number 42 he goes oh i put it upstairs i they seemed happier up there the clothes seem happier upstairs and she goes so... and there's googly eyes on all of the laundry bags and he puts it on everything and she's so upset with even, him about even it even on her baseball bat yeah on her baseball bat which there were she, googly eyes which she uses to go harley quinn on her own laundromat yeah but there's but the thing about waymond and i i He's so sweet. like i just looked it up on imdb i'm not saying that to speak in english i'm no not, that's no, the character the character's name. name is waymond with a w yeah so waymond um is he's a sad sack he is a lovable muppet and at first you you look at him and you go oh he's just a pathetic beaten down man and halfway through he has one of the most powerful speeches i've seen in a movie because i think it changed i think it changed something no not just in the movie but in me Yeah. yeah like at one point he goes you can do anything like in the multiverse you can kill you can maim you can flip around you can do anything so why wouldn't you just be nice be kind yeah be kind just be kind there's a difference between kind and nice and kind is what mr rogers told us to do right so i i just i i i don't know i was kind of and then there's that fight scene up the stairs where Michelle Yeoh decides to be kind to these attackers as yeah. they come. And I forget what it was, what she does for all of them. Uh, oh, okay. everybody gets something different. Yeah. Right. So <laughs> there's the one oh, we gosh. all remember, the, the guy Ooh. that is into BDSM. So she jams a ball gag in his mouth and, and spanks, spanks him. Uh, oh, the one uh, that I liked is uh, Rick, the guy from her laundromat. She sprays him with the perfume of his wife. Right. There's the guy in the cowboy hat where she... And, and he has 
she has him and Big Nose get married because oh right, it, like she she ducks out of the way as they're both attacking, yeah. so they like they smooch and then that's a meet cute and then they get married. Yeah, yeah, and she's basically fulfilling everyone's uh what they need and um somebody i forget what she says but she says to somebody some really nice words of encouragement you know i mean it's just but the, you know uh, this, this is a, this is this is a weird thing for a guy who spent his entire professional life fixing guns to kill people just be nice to each other yeah dude it, this is all this movie and, that and fight scene that after fight her scene. big sorry go ahead i was gonna say that fight scene is also where we see that her dad has his wheelchair turned into a mech Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which i was just like wait it, what it reminded me a lot and this is another movie that cribs a lot on the same tropes as this but um, his suit reminded me a lot of what tom cruise was wearing in edge of tomorrow yeah, oh, yeah. It, it, it's also very reminiscent of the 19 uh not 1986 yeah 1986 transformers movie where they give the humans that are friends of the Autobots, they give them these special suits that allow them to transform as well. And it looks very much like that, except it doesn't have like the bubble helmet for space travel or whatever. There's just a lot of little details and things that kind of remind you of something you've seen before. And I don't think this is Michelle Yeoh's best movie because she's done a lot of great movies, especially a lot of her stuff in Hong Kong. Her, her Crossing spe- Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I mean, oh my god! And how and great she, was that? Like, uh, like, but she is superb in this movie. Like, and I think one of the best scenes for her and Waymond is when she's talking to the Waymond she didn't marry in the world right. where she's the, a movie the, star. Right. Where she's a movie. Where, and I love that all of like the red carpet scenes and like headshots they used is just Michelle Yeoh in this world. Yeah, where the, we- the red carpet scenes are from crazy rich Asians. <laughs> Uh, at one point when she's going through the forest and her weapon keeps changing. Yeah. yeah. At one point, her weapon's on Oscar. Yes. Yes. Nice. I did notice that. <laughs> um, yeah. I want to go back and watch and see if the green destiny shows up. It, yeah. I, I would love to rewatch this movie. I will why, tell you that. Why did we not get a Chow Young Fat and Zhang Ziyi cameo? I would have loved that. So apparently there was supposed to be Daniel Radcliffe in this. Uh, oh. There was supposed to be a, because he did Swiss Army swiss army man with the two directors by the way when talking about these directors collaborating together they're referred to as the daniels daniel kwong and daniel something german right that's why it was brought to you by the daniels the daniels yeah yeah. okay okay. um and 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 there uh daniel radcliffe wasn't able to do it because of scheduling conflicts but he said that they are the only directors that he will say yes to without ever looking at a script because oh, wow. he just trusts them. Are they are they the ones behind A24? Is that their production? I don't company? know if A24 is their production house or not. Okay. I I know that that is one that does these weird trippy things. Okay. Um I wanted to read Wayman's quote. You think because I'm kind that it means I am naive. And maybe I am. It's strategic and necessary. This is how I fight. And this is him saying it in the um, uh, uh, Michelle Yao universe. That's basically. I love that. I want to learn martial arts, so she just becomes herself. <laughs> she just becomes and, Michelle Yao. And that's after Alpha Waymond dies. Yeah. He's he's killed by the the universe eater. Uh, yep. The Jabatawaki, and um, so we don't have the strong, confident Waymond that we've seen that has guided Michelle Yao into learning these different abilities and skills. 
it's the one that she doesn't find dependable. The one that yeah. she has said multiple times in this movie that she doesn't understand how he has it's survived. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, if it wasn't for me, he'd be dead or he wouldn't yeah. be anything without me because yeah. she's the strength that's kept him going or so she thinks. And, until she, and I love how she has like multiple epiphanies. Mm-hmm. You know, she realizes what the value that is in her husband. She realizes that other people need things. She realizes what has been the reason that she's never succeeded is because she's viewed herself the way that she thinks her father views her and that she carried on to her daughter. And even then there's epiphany after epiphany after epiphany. And it's just so beautiful. And I have a question. Um, So I cried. Did y'all cry? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I, I didn't cry, but the this scene movie that got me, this movie got me sniffly. The scene that would have would probably have gotten me to cry or would have gotten me to cry, like would would probably send me on my way, um, was the scene where she's talking to her daughter and her daughter. At first, she thinks what her daughter needs is for her to let her go and to 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 sprout wings and do her own thing. But then she realizes, no, what my daughter needs is me to be a mother to her, regardless of the decisions she's made or the decisions that I have made and to acknowledge the mistakes that I've made and let her know that I understand this and show her that going forward, we can do this together. And her daughter even asks her like, why would you want to be the, my mother when you can literally go through the multiverse and be the mother of any version of me that is better than me. And she goes, and she's basically like, because I love you, you're my daughter. And it's, yeah, it doesn't it's make sense so this good. Is who I want to be with. And I also really love, so we talked about how she learns to fight with kindness, but then it transforms not into a fight, but she realizes after Wayman talks to Jamie Lee Curtis and gets the delay for a week, she goes and she sits down and she talks to her and says, well, what did my husband tell you? And she says, oh, he just told me about all the things that you're going through. And I remember when my ex handed me divorce papers and I drove a Kia through a <laughs> through my sister's window or something it, through my sister's window. Yeah. And she's like, uh, it's the bad B words uh, like us that keep things going. And that's when it hits her. And she's like, no, it's not. But then and then she turns and she goes, you're not unlovable. No one is unlovable because even in a world with hot do- where we have hot dog hot dogs for our fingers we learn to use our feet and in the end she actually has to say i love you to her and mean it like and it changes everything yeah it's i mean it's so beautiful can you guys again, hear me yeah okay, yeah yeah I, I accidentally touched some buttons i wanted to make sure that my uh my my mixer was still working yeah um no but no like and this scene that happens where she starts fighting them with kindness is a very reminiscent fight scene to Kill Bill's stairway fight scene. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I haven't seen that movie, but yeah, it, I've seen that scene a million times. So, um, that also, that scene outside the laundromat where she's confessing to the IRS agent that, um, you're not unlovable, it turns into a meet cute because there's an alternate universe of all the crazy alternate universes that are out there because every decision spawns an alternate universe where the two of them fall in love. So the mother that is so resistant to her daughter's lesbian relationship becomes herself involved in a very sweet, very loving, very romantic lesbian relationship. If you ever wanted to see a lesbian romantic relationship between Michelle Yao and Jamie Lee Curtis, this is your movie. 
There's only hot one... dogs for fingers. Yeah, but, yeah. But, I a, but, but it's the universe where they also have hot dogs for fingers, so they can't use their hands. So she's playing the piano with her toes and all kinds of And weirdness. her carpal tunnel brace is on, on her, her ankle yeah, because her they foot. use their feet right. instead of their hands. I also find it weird that nothing else in the universe changes. You still have a yeah. piano that's at finger height yeah. instead of being down on the floor to use it with your feet. Because that's where it would be. But so it's at. They're stop, very flexible with their feet, so stop, it doesn't matter. Stop thinking, tech yeah. type. Stop thinking. By the way, don't. I I really want to know how the mustard and the ketchup come out when they start having sex by putting their uh, fingers in each other's mouths. Yeah, they're they're oh hot dogs God. in each other's mouths. Oh my very God! Weird. I want to know also. Do they grow those back? Because remember, in the Bollywood commercial, they bite so, them. They're eating them. The actress in the Bollywood is from another movie that they did and she was able to schedule it in and was like yes please so that's another cameo. so do we know what musical they were doing because there's these bollywood scenes where they're doing a it looked to me like the king and i i don't think it was the king and i because well he was white um, right but that but, was the problem because the guy playing and he has a uniform right but okay so instead of a russian yeah Yul Brenner playing the King of Siam. Yeah. In The King and I, it really looked a lot like Chris Berry, the guy that played Lister in Red Dwarf. He did, but he wasn't. He did. He did look like Lister. Oh my God. So not Lister, Rimmer, 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 Rimmer. 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 Oh my God. Oh. Oh. Judas Rimmer. (laughs) So, okay. So I think we've danced around it enough, guys. Okay. Mm hmm. So all the listeners need to get ready. Sorry, the TV musical is called Queen. Ooh. So, so maybe it's the Queen and I. Maybe it's that. Okay, okay. go Ooh. ahead. I'm in. We they hint at this very early on when we first meet Jamie Lee Curtis's character. She has these row of trophies because she's the best auditor for the IRS. All right, so folks, we are getting into this sex toy talk. Warning! 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 Yeah. So if you've ever seen a butt plug, they're butt plugs. They're butt plugs. We don't need to. It's, to, it's, to, it's, to, it's, it's a. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a. It's a girthy, girthy butt plug. It's a plug for your butt. It's a plug for your butt on a wooden base, and it says "Best Auditor 2018" or whatever what's, year. Yeah. What's that? She asked. <laughs> okay. Oh God! It, it's a plug for, for your butt. So it's Chekhov's <laughs> butt plugs. It is. They and are because Chekhov. they are doing these bizarre things oh. to tap into their other universe selves to get their skills. By the way, I am saying that uh, we have missed an opportunity for Michelle Yao to get ready to fight and go. I know kung fu, but anyway, just saying. That um, is true. But <sighs> in order to tap in. Over the Bluetooth earpiece, the guy she's fighting with gets told, you need to insert something into your butt. And he looks over at the award and they are fighting to get him away from it. But he no, he did do it earlier, like when they first started the scene, because because her father ends up being the head of the Alphaverse, who's trying to stop the world eater. And because Michelle Yeoh is becoming like the world eater. He sends all of his people after her. And we see at one point where this guy shoves something up his butt to gain his Kung Fu powers. And then after it wears off, because all of these moments of clarity where they have these different skills only last a certain amount of time, like a short amount of time. 
So they have to redo it after a moment. So at that moment, because Michelle Yeoh loses her Kung Fu powers, he loses his. So now they're just rolling around fighting to stop him from jamming this trophy up his butt. Because it's the most random thing he could do at the time. Also, the joke here is that the IRS gives out a girthy butt plug as a trophy to their best auditors because an audit is a pain in the butt. Yes. And so, they're very, but, um, anal, sh- and they're very anal retentive. Right. So, uh, by the way, uh, Jason, another thing I, I, I just saw as I looked it up here. So Brian Le and Andy Le, the, uh, the two, uh, fighters in the scene that are trying at every opportunity to put this trophy up their butt are also the fight choreographers for the entire movie. Oh, nice. nice. They like these two dudes. You can find them on TikTok. They are excellent, and they are the, credited. I'm sorry, they are credited as Alpha Jumper Trophy and Alpha Jumper Big Trophy. Big <laughs> Trophy. So the reason why there's that delineation is because while Michelle Yeoh is fighting with the smaller of the two brothers to stop him from getting the one trophy. The other brother, which is a butt plug, which mm-hmm. is a butt plug. The other brother cannonballs onto a bigger trophy, right? With which, which is sparkly and has like a like a it's a trophy. It's it's like a bowling trophy. It's got like a like a shaft on it, which is cylindrical. It is just a, like a regular trophy shop trophy. Um, oh gosh! It is. So while while oh. we're on the sex toy topic, and we can, oh yeah, yeah, we keep talking there. <laughs> There's a bunch of scenes with improvised weapons. Oh, in before this. we move away from the butt plugs, yes. may we also mention that, okay, so one goes on, the regular one, he's all pixelated because he has taken his pants off and continues to fight with oh, his yeah, pants yeah. off. Yeah, and there's but, a bunch of scenes with like his hanging dong and yeah. it's all like pixelated away so you can't but see it. while they're fighting, he and his brother, both having things up their butts, you can see the bases of the things still in their butt. And of course, there's a... There's a sliding, like sliding into second on the ground kick and a flying headbutt E Honda style, which Michelle Yo decide, you know, go matrix in, dodges, matrix yeah. dodges both and grabs both trophies and pulls them both out, thereby removing their fighting abilities. Oh, By the way, is... they were both in uh, Legend of the Ten Rings. Of course they were. No, yeah, it's uh, it's just. The the fight scene is absurd because of what happens, but it is still an excellent fight scene. There's what what I love about the fight choreography, and it just shows to the talent of these of the Le brothers and everybody else involved in this. That when you absorb martial abilities, there's a nod of the head, and then this immediate motion of yeah. you going through a kung fu sort of a routine into your stance and you immediately go oh they know something now yeah. like they're in business yeah it, it, yeah. it's the it's the it, it's the um it's the scene from the matrix with i know, I know kung, kung fu. fu so you wanted to go on to oh, the yeah. other fight scene. improvised weapons because the fanny pack scenes weren't good enough there's a scene where they're flipping through weapons and flipping through realities and somebody shows up with these double sided double ended Veiny, girthy dildos. Purple. Purple. Were they purple? They, they look, look flesh colored. They look flesh toned to me. No, I thought, but, I thought they were purple. 
And I, you know, you know, one-eyed, one-horned flying purple people eater. Right. All right. But it is just these giant girthy penises that somebody is wielding like nunchucks. And, and then proceeds to beat these grown security guards right. to death. And my favorite part is they would, was it Michelle Yeoh that was wielding? Who was wielding? It well, was the, somebody it, starts and then she takes them. Right. So yeah. it's Michelle Yeoh wielding girthy penises as weapons. And then she drops into a stance and wobble because, wobble. There's, because there's still just loose silicone, right? So drops into a stance. Wobble. Now my uh, thing made is, me laugh so hard. All we needed at that point was a, I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. I see your Schwartz. There's a whole, uh, like secret room in an executive's office, uh, full of dominatrix toys, uh, that are used. There's all sorts of these things. So this is at the point that we're, we're watching the movie and it's with the, the double ended dildos that I kind of look down the row at the two 11 year olds and they're just kind of like sinking into their chairs. And the two ladies that came late to the movie are walking out. And I have to say, these two groups of people did not research what they were going to be watching like i don't know what trailers they saw but i could have told them well i don't know about i wasn't expecting the sex toy stuff no but i could have told these kids this is not going to be that interesting for you no it's going to be it's going to be a hong kong action movie but for just from the premise from the from the yeah. trailers that we watched the cinematic trailer that there's there's way too much crazy stuff that 11 12 year old techie would have said i'm out yeah. It's trippy. It's heady. It has a lot to do with, um, uh, uh, menopausal women life stuff. You know, uh, there's definitely that, that in your 50s, 60s age of like, I've lived my life and what do I have to show for it kind of a thing. And it also, I mean, it also talks about the struggle of immigrants into the, into the oh, US. Yeah. I mean, the fact that, you know, Michelle Yeoh is a struggling, um, laundry you know uh coin laundry owner and her husband is like oh we could just open more we could just open more we could get more things and and she's like well how about we get this one to work first like how about we get this one solvent and it's just a lot of that in this movie and i just i just i honestly do not think this movie is for a younger audience because i don't like outside of maybe like a young you know, 16, 17 year old who's, you know, kind of dealing with coming out and, and, and finding her way, that type of thing. Outside of that, I don't see a younger audience really finding this movie as enjoyable as an older audience because it screams adult problems. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, they didn't want anything to really get out about this movie. So for the longest time, the official IMDb synopsis read, a woman tries to do her taxes. (laughs) And I am going to use that to segue into our theories because that is what this movie is about. Also, I do want to say the line of another life, another world. I would have loved to have spent my life just doing laundry and taxes with you. I know that 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 made me feel so sad. Again, it's again, it's that's why that like again, the two most two of the three most poignant scenes in this movie involve Wayne. Yeah, he's amazing. And I'm I'm so glad that it was Kihu that was cast and it wasn't Jackie Chan and it wasn't, you know, somebody else. Also, Aquafina was originally supposed to be um 
the daughter. Also a good choice. A good choice, but I think that Stephanie Hugh is is she can act circles around Aquafina. Mm-hmm. I like Aquafina, but I'm not sure she would have been as good. Like she could have pulled off the switching between all in the different costumes and stuff, but the um, emotional depth we switching. Really- Switching. Can we talk about the code switching in this movie? Uh, about how they're flipping between Chinese and English? I, I, I don't know if it was Cantonese or Mandarin, and yeah. I, I apologize for my white ignorance in not knowing the different languages. But the fact that they would switch from one language to the other mid-sentence, mid-word, and the subtitles would help you catch up because that's how bilingual people talk because... Uh-huh. I am bilingual, and when I'm with my family, we flip between French and English mid-word because sometimes it's just easier to say in the other language, so you just flip because you understand each other. And also, we see how Jamie Lee Curtis's character is shown to be evil or bad is when she keeps telling her, why is your daughter here to translate? Yeah. Right. And things like that. And or she'll tell them to speak English. And I love the fact that when they want to talk about things that they don't want her to know, they just speak in Chinese. Oh, like okay. just, yeah. Yeah. And it, I just love it. I just it's it's one of the things that is so good about Into the Spider-Verse is that scene where Miles is going to school and you see he's telling his, you know, he's about to get in the car with his dad and he's, you know, talking to his dad in English, but his mom is speaking to him in Spanish and he answers her back in English because he understands her in Spanish. Like, right. It's just one of those given things about living in a bilingual home. And I, I will talk to my nieces and nephews in French. They will answer me in English. Yeah, and it, it's just great. Like, it's just the fact that they're not shying away from a bilingual home, an immigrant home, where English is not the primary language. Mm-hmm. And the thing about it is, also, her her father doesn't speak English. No, really? and, and like th- there's a, there's a wonderful scene where the daughter, the granddaughter, goes to grandpa. It's like, "Hi, grandpa, I love your airplanes." Yeah, how was your airplane? How was your airplane? And then he goes, "My, your Chinese is getting worse." Well, <laughs> I, worse. I, I also like when uh, Alpha Gong Gong is is doing like this whole speech, and she goes, "When did you learn to speak English?" Yeah, Mike, <laughs> I didn't know his English was that good. It, it's yeah. there's so, just there's so many little details and great little moments in this movie that like you could go back and watch this two or three times and I'm almost a hundred percent certain you would see something you didn't catch the first time. Do you want my theory? Uh, is now time for my theory? Yeah, oh, yeah, we were going into theories. Theories. I don't think this movie actually happened. Think of Evelyn's life. Everything around her is falling apart. Her marriage is falling apart. Her relationship with her daughter is falling apart. Her relationship with her father is falling apart because he's dying. Her businesses are failing. All of her hobbies are failing. Her party is going to suck. Her customers are horrible. Her life, she's being audited. Her life is falling apart. And then her daughter is like, no, I'm gay. This is my girlfriend. I want to come out to the family. And she doesn't know what to do about it. And then she starts thinking in her head this can't be the worst universe like what else is there out there there could be anything out there there could be a universe where i have a raccoon on my head there could be a universe where i have this and that and then she starts to examine herself and examine everything it's like well what does it mean to be gay could i be gay it's like well what it would it mean to love a woman i mean 
Oh, who's the most repugnant woman I could think of? Oh, that woman who's giving me an audit. Could I ever love her? It's like, well, I guess I could love her, but it would be like the craziest universe ever. I would only love her if I had hot dogs for fingers and I played the piano with my feet or something equally stupid. And then there's the end of the universe is coming because of a bagel. It's like, this is the only way that any of this makes sense. And her entire universe gets shattered and destroyed and all versions of it erupt because she finally has that confrontation with her daughter where it's the end of the universe where her daughter is leaving. And then she has to pull it back together and salvage the relationship with her daughter in a one of the most beautiful and touching scenes I've ever seen in a movie. Uh, I love that scene, and I thought it was... Uh, I thought it was, But this is, this is my theory that I posit to you guys. What do you think of the idea that this movie never happened? This is just Michelle Yeoh having a panic attack before she has a fight with her gay daughter. I think it's a great theory. It might be true, and I love the life of Pinus that it, we don't confirm if it is or isn't. And I mean that from the book. In the book Life of Pi, it is very ambi- ambi- ambiguous. Thank you. That word. I um I have to say, if we're going to talk about Life of Pi, that that is probably the ever the closest adaptation I've ever seen of how close a movie can get to a book. Because I love that movie, but I love that book even. Yeah. But Jason, what do you think of my theory? I mean. It's possible, especially given how successful certain movies are in that way, right? Like uh, Shutter Island, um, was it Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, Clockwork Orange? Um, oh, Brazil, Brazil, Brazil. Um, uh, 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 Sucker Punch, which mm-hmm. is Brazil with girls in skirts. Um, yeah. <laughs> I know you hate that movie, Jason. I love I Sucker Punch. I do. <laughs> I really do, because people tote that thing as a feminist movie, and I'm like, it's not. It's Zack Snyder loving girls in skirts. But have yeah. you seen Brazil? No, he Ooh. hasn't. I have. I saw it in college. Oh, really? That, that's that they hadn't. Aren't okay. you in college now? Uh, the original time I went to college. <laughs> I'll put it. Are, aren't that you in a film study class in college right now? Yeah, we're gonna watch Kiss Kiss Bang Bang Monday. Um. The th- that first semester in college, I watched with my college roommate. We watched um, City of God, Kids, and Brazil. Oof! Yeah, yeah. So uh- now you see why I can watch Grave of the Fireflies without flinching. <laughs> but no, I, I I think that theory. I think that theory could work, especially if they wanted to lean into that existential crisis that people have when they are faced with surmounting just you know growing stress Mm -hmm. but also again i want this to be a multiverse movie because my money is on this thing being better than dr strange i i i think the best parts of dr strange are going to be mrs marvel um i think the rest of that movie is going to lag and i think that we're going to be missing and wanting more michelle yo multiverse madness the um, I, the, the, the other thing with my theory is I, I just, this, this is what happens inside my brain when I have a panic attack, when I am surmounted with the end of the world or what I think is the end of the world. And I start imagining alternate universes or what the hell could I have done? Is this all with me? Is this wrong with me? What is wrong with me? Why am I the worst? What have I done wrong? And then you spin out and then you're still surmounted with the fact that you're facing your daughter in a parking lot and she hates you and she wants to end the relationship because 
it's always gone bad and you have to somehow salvage it. So I totally understand. By the way, I don't have a daughter. Yeah. That I know of. Um, mm. <laughs> thanks, Nutty. Um, I just, I, I, it just, this is the, um, this is the, the thing. And, um, but this is something that they've always warned us about, especially when you come out, especially when you, th- there's always this trope in movies, right? It's like, mom, I need to tell you. I'm, and then they say, don't finish that sentence. Don't say that word. If you say that word, you're killing your mother. You kill your mother. You'll kill your mother. If you say that word, don't say that word. It's like, but mom, I'm getting, no, don't say that word. You'll kill your mother because this is what happens to your mother. <laughs> this is what happens to Michelle Yeoh that she spins out into a multiverse and has to watch dudes get butt plugs rammed up their butts and, and has, has to experience a lesbian relationship with uh, Jamie Lee Curtis while having hot dog for fingers. Yeah. And um has to has to watch her husband fight off bad guys with a fanny pack because you're gay. Um it's just- <laughs> No, it's it's again, it's the like this movie by all intents and purposes should not work. Not in the slightest. But the metaphors, the analogies, the the pinpoint focus on the 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 things they want to tell you and teach you and show you and have you experience. And I think that a lot of the things that people experience in this, almost all of it is something you can relate to. You can relate to an overbearing parent. You can relate to a parent who doesn't want to listen. You can relate to elderly parents not understanding or wanting to even try to understand the changes that are happening in life. You can understand when your parents are fighting or having issues because one of them is serious and, and doesn't mess around or play around while the other one is all goofy and, and enjoying life and carefree. Like all of those things are relatable. Everybody's either seen it, experienced it, felt it or whatever, you know, the, the, the audit from the IRS, like we've all felt that type of pressure, whether it be from work or an interview or something of that nature where we're put under a microscope and have to deal with it. Like, and have our choices questioned and our decisions, you know, judged and how they turned out for us or if they failed or succeeded. And you know what I'm saying? Like all of these things are relatable. They're all relatable. And it, I think a lot of this is just carried on the performance of Michelle Yeoh because she's so believable in this role as this like stressed, put upon, hardworking mother who just who honestly just wants everybody to take it as just a modicum of seriousness that she does for like one day. The most disappointing thing for me in this is that this is one of those movies where I was moved to tears, where I felt empathy for characters. I loved the lighting. I loved the cinematography. I loved the direction. I loved the plot. I loved the script. I loved the acting. I loved everything about this movie. And this movie will garner exactly zero awards from the Academy. Oh, yeah, probably. Because this isn't a good movie, quote, quote. This isn't a film. This didn't go to Sundance. This didn't go to Cannes. This didn't go to TIFF. This isn't a good film. So this will garner exactly zero awards. And and this is why the Academy is bullcrap. And... (laughs) <laughs> this is why they stage fights between people on stage <laughs> where they smack each other across the face and yell expletives at each other to try to garner publicity because I think more and more of us are realizing that the Academy 
doesn't represent the film going public. I hey. loved um, this is like the most controversial thing I've ever said. Maybe Nutty's going to edit all of this out. I don't know. We'll see. But I, I mean, I loved everything about this movie. This is this is some of the best acting work I've ever seen. This is some of the best writing I've ever seen because this movie is so stupid simple. Like you said, Nutty, at the beginning, this is a story about a woman who's struggling to get her taxes paid. This is yeah. also an in-depth character study of a woman entering her autumn years and watching her life fail and trying to put together the fragmented pieces of her relationship, her relationship with her husband, her father, and her daughter all at once while her reality collapses into an everything bagel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, I just, the the fact that the, the framework for destroying the universe is an everything bagel just tickles me every time. But when is it? it? It's everything. I, I put everything on a bagel. My hopes, my dreams, my failures, everything, everything on the bagel. And it created a black hole that's eating the multiverse. I love it. Um, So we can't, I, I hope that this does get credit and acclaim um it you're right it didn't go to con it, it was released at south by southwest um, oh, okay so it, so it went somewhere okay we were talking about that earlier today how uh south by southwest isn't considered the artsy place to release things but it is a good place to start with um media that you want to get attention right it's certainly not up there it, it's got a massive audience but it's not up there in the in the snobby art world like con or sundance or tiff or- exactly it has a um Rotten Tomatoes score of 97% of 226 critic reviews that are positive. Uh, Average rating of 8.7 out of 10. Um, They uh, letterboxed, which I don't know. It's a social networking thing, but um, it is the highest rated film on Letterboxd, which has now displaced Parasite. Whoa, Jason! Jason! So no 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 I'm glad you brought that up because <laughs> because I was going to say if you think this movie is good and it and it bends genres and it does a lot of things that people would not expect of it then my vote is for you all to watch Parasite because Parasite yeah, we, is we not, own it we're gonna watch it eventually because Parasite is not a horror movie it is a drama like this except it's not it, funny. It's it's about oh no no there's there's funny moments but it's not anywhere near as funny as this because because this movie you could say legitimately is like an action comedy but this movie um, is so funny but parasite and I think that helps the story by the way oh, yeah. parasite is 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 like this when it comes to like the things it types to the type of things it types to address and and deal with and focus on um, but also I'm okay with it sur- surpassing. Um, Parasite, because Parasite got its acclaim. It got the Oscar, even though the Academy literally had to grit its teeth and like what, force what, what it out. Did it? Did it win Best Foreign? Or? No, it won Best Picture. Yeah, the yeah. first, yeah. the yeah. first, the first foreign film to ever do so to win Best Picture. Didn't uh, Life Is Beautiful win Best Picture? I don't think if it did, I don't think Life Is Beautiful is considered for. Yeah, we're we're frantically searching. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's starring uh, the guy that played Julius Caesar. Yes. Uh, no, he got it for best actor. They did not get it for best picture. That is 
That's why I hate award shows. Like, after being part of an award show uh, or an award selection committee, um, I now realize, like, one, how hard it is to to run something fairly, but two, how much the the regular awards are utter BS because it's political. So it won... Um, Academy Awards. So mm-hmm. Levita Bella won, Levita Abella mm-hmm. won Academy Awards for Best Actor, mm-hmm. Best Foreign Language Film, mm-hmm. and Best Music Original Dramatic Score. But it did not win for Best Picture. It did not win for Best Picture. It was nominated for Best Picture, Best Director, Best Actor, Best Screenplay, Best Foreign Language Film, Best Film Editing, and Best Music. So in the article on, uh, RogerEbert.com, uh, not written by him, obviously, um, uh, PBUH. Maria Gates uh, commented that Yo's performance writing um, Yo is the anchor of the film given a role that showcases her wide range of talents from her fine martial arts skills to her superb comic timing to her ability to excavate endless depths of rich human emotion often from just a glance or a reaction and um, the Adam Nyman from The Ringer said that this was a love letter to Yo. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody's talking 100%. about how it lets her flex her muscles. Everybody, uh, the Times said, uh, uh, Nutty? Yes. Her pinky muscles? Yes, her pinky oh, muscles. Oh, so, so funny. Uh, everything everywhere converge on overload. It's liberating sense of limitless possibility that the movie leaves you filled with, both in its freewheeling, anything goes playfulness, and it's surprisingly tender portrait of existential despair. I mean, this movie, I think, is getting people talking. I would love to see this movie gain awards. I would love for Tech to be wrong, but I don't think he is. But I don't I th- think it's but good. I don't is- think somebody with a butt plug fight scene is going to win Best Picture. Because yeah, at the, sadly. At the, at the end of the year, they're going to come out with some biopic that's going to make us all cry. And oh, some soup about a trans Jewish gypsy that died in an internment camp during World War II. Exactly. They're going to come out with the saddest, most horrible, tear jerking story they can come up with. And then they're like, yeah, but that other movie had like a fight scene with butt plugs in it. That's not as funny. That's not as God. I need a story about a guy that plays the piano, but he loses his hands. Well, or I know, need I need I need a movie about a professional wrestler, but he ends up being Mickey Rourke. We had that too. Wait a minute! All of these things we've got yeah. everything in the Oscars right here. Yeah, I know, and they all My won. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'll break your arm. You say who's on first? Who's on first? I don't know. Third, Third base. So, uh, before we wrap up, I do have one question for everybody. Hi, hi. What was your favorite incarnation of Joy? Because Joy had the ability of changing outfits as she swapped. Uh, uh, oh, oh man, that LPGA outfit with she's got the driver over her shoulder and that short little mini skirt. It takes a strong, confident short woman to pull off a mini skirt. Um, she does it, and she pulls it off, and it is a, it is a great. She does not take off her clothing. She just pulls off the outfit right right, right. <laughs> um i have to say though um i think my favorite my favorite outfits are where she goes uh completely berserk lady gaga levels of stage with like yellow pleather pants or the one outfit that was like nothing but green spikes 
green mm-hmm. foam spikes on like a white oh, leather. The one that she shows up in the Alphaverse where they're about to crash into her and she kills everyone. Yeah, yeah she shows up in the van wearing like a white leather bodysuit and green spines. Yeah. See, Rory I like, was very happy during that. It was I, really weird. I like the one where she's wearing the black, all the all black outfit with the black boa and fur coat and like the black uh, lipstick. I think she um, does that when she's first appears outside of the office building and she goes to walk in and then she changes as she goes under the the, the police tape because yeah. she because she because she first takes over the daughter's body at the yep. that point. Also, that rumba scene where she puts a dude in front of her to get shot. I love it. I love when she shows up as essentially Roxy uh, from Scott Pilgrim. Oh, with the gun and the the hearts under her eyes. Oh yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because of course Roxy is the 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 gay ex, evil ex to from fight. Scott Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I love that one. I love when she turns people into confetti. Oh my god! <laughs> or when she gets shot and she's like, "It's okay. It's just ketchup." Yeah, it, it's, it's organic. organic. It's yeah. organic. That's it. That that scene at the very—it was near the very beginning of the movie where they shoot a security guard and his head explodes into confetti. Yeah, that you realize uh, it's like okay, this is going to be weird. This is going to be, dude. Different. It's like don't get me wrong. I called that it was going to be the daughter because I feel like if there was going to have to be a conflict in this movie, it couldn't be between Michelle Yeoh and her husband. It had to be between the daughter. Cause that was the one conflict that could not be dealt with through the, the changing jumping, of the multiverse yeah. and jumping like, and I, and I like that because again, like a lot of people, you know, growing up have conflict with their mothers or their father, depending on, yep. you know, <laughs> depending on how things go with them. Like for me, me and my mom were, were very great, but me and my aunt, not me and my aunt Nancy, not so much. Like, so like, so it would be me and my aunt Nancy jumping through the multiverse. Uh, okay. So uh, yeah, in, in a complete disclosure, me and my mom have not had a great relationship uh, despite loving each other very much. Uh, and it's only gotten worse now uh, that uh, my mother is suffering from dementia and um, forgets. And I think and- that I think that's the key to this movie, right? Like that these two, that, and I think that's what she tells her at the end of the movie when she says, "Why would you want to be my mother?" She goes, "I know it doesn't make sense, but I love you." Like I yeah. think that's what it means. Like you can have these disagreements, you can have these issues, and argue, fight, cuss, whatever. But you still love each other. And the reason why you're having them is because you love each other and you only want the best for one another. If you didn't love each other as much, it wouldn't hurt as much. I'm going to use a great word. My relationship with my mother is tempestuous. That's a good word. That is a good word. Like from a storm. Because my mother and I have argued. Guess what? And we don't (laughs) see eye to eye on a lot of things. But And you each react in ways that trigger each other. Right. Because we're both temperamental people. Guess what? Hey, hi. But... Um, at the end of the day, I wouldn't want another mom. Yeah. I love my mom and I will protect my mom and I will do everything I can to protect my mom. It's just sometimes I make choices that she doesn't like and she makes choices that I don't like. And, uh, that's fine. That's what a relationship is. Guess what? I am on this call with my wife and my best friend. 
And the two of you make some stupid choices. Because guess what? I also make some some stupid choices. (laughs) That the two of you look at me and go, oh my god, he did it again, that idiot. Yeah, and me and and Tech, you know, most of the time when we get together, a lot of our stupid choices involve Rye. Right, they they really do. But that doesn't mean that I want another best friend or want another wife. Because I don't. Because I love the two of you. And I love our relationship. But sometimes you drive me into a multiverse where I wish I had hot dogs for fingers and I could fall in love with Jamie Lee Curtis. And you could make, and you could fix guns with your feet. I could fix guns with my feet because, because it's gotta be better than what you're putting me through, Jason. Oh, hey, look, you know what I'm saying? Like, I told y'all this is going to be good. And, you know, hey, I'm. It's got to be better than Mrs. Nutty. I will snore exactly 10 minutes before your alarm clock goes off, Nutty. <laughs> or, or Mr. Jason, I'll ask you to hang out and then ignore your text messages for the next three hours. How, yeah. How, how, how much of an open book do you want to be here, man? <laughs> Damn. No, like, but no, like, you know, he's, he's right though. Like, this is, and like, I think this is why this, that again, why this movie is so great is because the relationships, the problems, the issues, all of it is relatable. Like, you can see yourself in it. And it doesn't matter if it's a woman as the main character. It doesn't matter if it's a daughter. Like, everyone's had these fights. Everyone's had these arguments. You know what I'm saying? Like, it just, it's, it's, this is probably one of the realest, absurd movies I've ever seen. Like, I, I haven't seen, and Nutty, you can correct me. Um, I haven't seen a better coming out movie than this. Um, I wouldn't say it's a coming out movie, but I would say it's definitely uh, has a great to coming terms. out story. Yeah, I think that um, uh, uh, this definitely would hit my list of. I mean, it's not primarily about her being gay, but it definitely would hit my list of the like things to watch for Pride Month kind of a thing like right. i always try i'm always watching gay movies but this would de- this is definitely in that it, it's a gay movie it's it's a definitely a gay movie and what i love is that we're not curing our gays we're not killing our gays um we're loving our gays and uh, it's about acceptance nutty edit this out but what was that what was that oh never mind nutty keep editing this out <laughs> move on okay ask me later yeah um so so um I did want to mention, speaking of like representation and all of that, uh, in early ideas and early drafts of this, they were going to have her as having undiagnosed ADHD. And that because Who, she- The was, daughter or Michelle Yeoh? Michelle Yeoh. Okay. And because she was so easily distracted, that's how she could tap into the different multiverses. They ended up changing that, but through his research, Daniel Kwan discovered, oh shoot, I got ADHD. And I'm so glad that they didn't go with that trope. I mean, she could. It is entirely possible but that this character still has ADHD. But listeners of this podcast, of Jason's podcast, y'all know how much we hate turning a um, difference, uh, neurodivergence, or um, mental illness, or anything into a superpower. Like, that is just really... That 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 cheeses me off. That makes me so angry. Because yeah, it's because um, it 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 belies the fact that like it takes away from the fact that they do have to struggle to do things that we take for granted. Well, and also it it's it's like the evolution of the magical negro negro trope. 
right? Like we're only okay if we're exceptional, not we're just people, you know? Yeah. It it is. And it's, and it's not, and it's a crutch that movies lean on. And I will say that they've gone away from in certain films, like the Jurassic world franchise, because it was all throughout that first movie. And then the second and third, the second and now Mm. the third movie has nothing to do with them. In fact, the kids have been removed from the movie. Well, I mean, I, I generally don't like kids in movies. Um, and if kids are really good in movies, I always wonder, like, what is that doing to the kid? You know what I mean? Like, what does that do to a child to, to go through those emotions? But, um, yeah, so we really love this movie. I think that this is an important movie. I think this is definitely a game changing movie. It's, I'm changed and I can't stop thinking about it like this is movie's gonna be in my head for a while and i do plan on re-watching this this is something that i might own i might get a, a million dvds i mean when we say no shots are wasted no shots are wasted like how many times did we see the sign twirler uh you know oh. every time she taps into something there's a reference somewhere else using the <laughs> sign twirling when you have a tower shield oh my gosh it was so great um this whole movie is just, it's just good. This movie is a love story. Yeah. But it's a love to your spouse, yep. your family, your children, regardless of what choices they make. It's a love of your hopes and dreams, your hopes and dreams. It's also a giant love story to Hong Kong action flick and <sighs> wire foo flicks. And the, you know, let's have fun with it. Let's have Jamie Lee Curtis attack you with a paper cutter. Let's have a guy try to sumo splash dive bomb onto a butt plug. Let's have, let's have Jamie Lee Curtis drop kick you. And also you karate kick her in the throat when she tries to fly knee you from the top of the stairs. Let's have Jamie Lee Curtis think she's a pro wrestler and try to backbreaker you over an exit sign and then hurt her knee doing it. Let's, uh, I mean, it's, it, it is a love story of, of everything. It is, this is all, this is what passionate people can do. And this is one of those things that, you know, they talk about like the fine line between madness and genius. And this is, this is that fine line because this movie could have very, very easily sucked yeah. so hard, so hard that it would have been canned and shelved and nobody would have ever seen this ever. Yeah. This could have been the room. Oh, <laughs> this I mean, could have, it could have been that it, it very nearly could have, but they tread so carefully down that line of artistic. Oh, genius. it's a tightrope walk. It is. Um, it is. And they did so well that it's on the other side. This isn't the room. This is genius. This is probably one of the better movies I've ever watched. Yeah. And one of the, I want to ask this to you guys. How in the hell? Are you going to convince your friends to watch this? Because the only person I could ever convince to watch this is the other guy on this podcast, and that's Vox. <laughs> yeah. Everybody else in my social circle, I'm like, no, it's really good. It's a Michelle Yeoh kung fu action movie with butt plugs and and hot dog well, fingers. Well, I'll tell you, I was talking <laughs> about Jamie it with Lee my Curtis. family tonight. I was talking about it with my family tonight, and I was like, this is a really good movie, yet 
brother, you are not going to watch this with your kids, <laughs> not even your 18 year old, but it's a really good movie and you should watch it. And then my, one of my, uh, adult nieces was like, oh yeah, it was really good. And I said, and I said something about the kids walking, uh, the two oh, people is, is, walking is that, out. Is that, so the swan has seen it? Yes. The swan has seen it. Nice. And, uh, yeah, she, she's all in. Um, and it's, I'm glad it's she liked fantastic. it. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, if there's somebody in your family that's going to like an art movie, it will be the swan. Yes, yeah. So, but but she's great because she's not so pretentious that the dildos and butt plugs are <laughs> But I can imagine that it would be if she watched it with her parents. See, <laughs> I what you know, and that, Tech, you were right when you said that because of that action scene, you know, it's a greatly crafted action scene that this will probably not get any award buzz. Yeah. And I would have to put that in the same category as Pig starring Nicolas Cage, where because it's Nicolas Cage, it's not going to get any Oscar, con- you know, Oscar buzz, even though it's probably one of his greatest performances. Um, but both of those movies speak to kindness and all these things it's just so good what, like what about that new nick cage movie that you just saw the uh the weight of talent or something the unbearable weight of the un the the massive the unbearable weight of massive talent yeah and but from everything i'm seeing from everybody on my feed which is you and vox everybody loves this movie well as i said to my brother uh since you and Vox like it, I'm like, they really like it, but one's a huge Nick Cage fan and the other has questionable taste. So <laughs> I love, Liz, I love Nick Cage, but I, I will say this. Um, yes, you love Nick Cage, but not in the way that Vox does. No, 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 no. No um, one but, does. But no, um, Nick Cage doesn't love Nick Cage. <laughs> the way that Vox does. <laughs> it is, I'll put it this way. It is what we want from satirical on the nose comedy where someone where the people are where they know the joke like the people are in on the joke but it also speaks to how actors treat themselves mm. and 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 what they put themselves through to stay relevant yeah um and and and, it, and I was like, why am I having these thoughts in a Nick Cage movie where he's basically in a gay relationship with Pedro Pascal? Oh wait, he's Pedro Pascal. Um, that's no, how that happens. Yeah, that's exactly how that happens. But uh, no, it's it's really good. Like it's it's a really good movie, and it's very funny, very funny. I will say, um, because you mentioned Pig, that we had a couple Pig references in this movie. Like uh, the daughter has a pig in one scene. And it completely distracts the father because he's like, oh, look at this little pig. Because the dad has a pig hanging from his belt. And I I just realized that's also a reference. The fanny pack is a reference to data from the Goonies and his utility belt. Ah. Jason, we lost your yeah, Yes. I was, I was just I was like, yes, because I forgot that he had the fanny pack. I mean, it's just oh, like, just... wow. So we referenced other films for both... Michelle Yao and Kihoi. I, I just, it's so good. And there's another reference that has to do with, um, Temple of Doom. Like there's all these little references and I love it. This movie so, is fantastic. We didn't even mention the soundtrack. Apparently the soundtrack is amazing. I'm looking at the track list. It's, it's, we've got, um, all of these different tracks. The band Sun Lux composed the score. Uh, but it's got collaborations with Mitski, David Byrne, um, which you may 
David find Byrne, yourself. the talking heads. Yeah. You may find yourself asking who is David Byrne, and and once you Google it, you go, oh, I know him. You may ask yourself, this isn't my house. <laughs> this isn't, this my, isn't my, my wife. A flute playing Andre 3000. What? Yes. Randy Newman, Moses Sumney, and Y Music, plus others. So can we get the Lizzo Andre 3000 flute duet? Oh yes. my god, yes please, yes please. Yes. So and then then you need to add uh Will Farrell, you know, cuz he plays the jazz flute, he dabbles. He dabbles. <laughs> he dabbles. <laughs> so can we I'm I'm going to go on a limb here and say to take to steal from the Ghibli cast that this mm. is a 10 out of 10 sublime for everyone? Oh, oh yeah. 10 out of 10 right. everything bagels with real cream cheese. And a 10. nice warm glass of half and half. <laughs> ten, 10 out of 10 fanny packs full of wet aquarium gravel. <laughs> Jason? Uh, oh, absolutely. 10 out of 10 flippity floppity uh, improvised weapons. Oh, I thought you were going with hot dog fingers. Oh, I, I, also, I also have to say you could also be 10 out of 10 googly eyes. Oh, that 10 is out true. Of 10. Which are true. the inverse of the bagel? I, I love that they would then put them in as their third. Yeah, it is the inverse of the, oh, my God, this movie is so deep. Yeah, yeah. And it goes for her mind's eye because now she can see and she can see across. And she has changed and her perspective. Frick, I hate this movie. I and, love this, I love this movie. And, so it's a, and it's a sign that she's accepted her husband. For yes. who he is, because he loves the googly eyes. I think one of the cutest scenes is when he's got the googly eyes on the lantern, and he sees her looking at him, and, and he, he kind of hides, hides it. the lantern. It's just so cute. I absolutely <gasps> love it. Can, can can you believe an alternate universe where we all love Short Round? Uh, we already did. That's the only thing we like from that movie. From the second one. Yes, you yes. don't like short round from the second movie. I mean, we hate the 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 racism, but yes. we love him. Well, yeah, he's I mean, great, but the, everything around, uh, yeah. Oh, look, it's a. Oh my god, I hate that. It's it's racism around the world. Indy. Oh god, it's like the worst, like the, the absolute worst. I've okay, so I have seen Temple of Doom about a million times in my life. I love that movie. I've only ever seen the second movie in that trilogy. Temple of Doom is the second movie. So, You've sorry. seen Raiders of the Lost Ark. Raiders. I've seen Raiders a million times. Temple of Doom I've only ever seen once when I... I we really got to watch Last Crusade. Won the trilogy in a, uh, in a in a costume contest, watched the second one with Nutty, and was so horrified at the racism that I've never watched any Indiana Jones movies and ever And I really again. need him to watch Last Crusade because he doesn't understand how great it is. I mean... Only the penitent man shall pass. The pen. Indy, the pen. The pen is mightier than the sword. <laughs> Listen, Sean Connery is problematic, but he is excellent in The Last Crusade. This is the one with River Phoenix, right? He plays young Indy, right? With, with River Phoenix? Yeah. 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 Uh, That's I how old so, it is. Yeah. River Phoenix is a kid. And, and that was Yes. <laughs> and And after escaping the cult. Yes, yes. Well, we didn't see him in movies until after escaping yeah. the cult. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's, it's quite good. So this movie, 10 out of 10, everything bagels, everything, 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 everywhere, all at once. Um, this movie is amazing. It's very deep. I can't wait to watch it again and again and again. And Jim and loves this say, movie. I'm going to call it. This is the best movie of the year so far. Oh yeah. This is the best. This you, you, 
This is the best movie. Nick, the 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 unbearable way of massive Cage talent. is not going to beat this movie. Listen, he listen. If you see this, like again, I would. If you gave me a best picture category that had the Northman, oh, I'm so uh, everything, interested. Everything, in ev- everything, everywhere, all at once. The unbearable weight of massive talent, and those are your top three choices for best picture. Unless Alex Skarsgård wears a pink latex or leather bondage suit, it goes to an orgy in the Northman. I am completely on it. He's barely dressed in that movie. Yeah, but he's not dressed for an orgy. No, but he does have a sweaty man fight with a lot of dudes. Like, just a lot of dudes. I am not interested. So, so who's your pick? So, you've got those three to pick from for your best picture nod. You're the guy giving out the Oscar this year, and you're about to get the crap smacked out of you by Will Smith. You've got three sec, you've got three seconds to make your pick. Who's your pick? Oh, it's Michelle Yeoh. I mean, as much as I, uh, again, like, don't get me wrong. I love the Nicolas Cage movie. I thought it was great. It was hilarious. It was wonderful. But that does not, mean that it has more significance or meaning than the the the, the michelle yo film like yeah, that um, was amazing yeah like, Th- this is amazing. Th- to me um this is now number one on my all-time list of greatest films behind uh or ahead of um the life of pi in movies that have actually meant something that has changed me yeah, I agree. And, the, and, and the life of Pi is only there because Ang Lee somehow made a good movie out of an amazing book because yeah. that is the number one most important book in my life. And one- also, I'm going to say that this movie was able to to speak to nihilism in ways that other movies that I've watched with nihilism as a focus have not been able to do. That's a hard topic. And tech. And I'll tell you like how you, you say that like this movie has like layers that you can pick up on and understand parasite does as well. Um, I, I, again, parasite is one of my favorite films. I think the problem with parasite and you can help me with this is I really think the trailers were edited badly. And I don't think the trailers. I think I think they were tra- they, they were edited to make it look like a horror movie, right? And it is not. And I think that if they had tried to market it as a drama, like a family drama, mm-hmm. it would have never got any sort of audience. The the having the bit of humor of the I can't help you today. I'm much too busy. Sets a tone that you know what you're going in for. I also love the like I just. Michelle Yeoh in this movie comes off so authentic. Like, cause she, he's like so close to her and she's like pushes him away. I cannot help you today. So busy. Like, it is so good. Like, just, oh, she's, she's amazing. And why did it take until 2022 for her to get a leading film that got this much buzz? I just, I love everything about this movie. Um, it's forcing me to re examine relationships in my own life. And, and like I said, this whole idea of, well, just be kind. Just be, and you could be anything in the world. Just be kind. Be kind. Um, by the way, according to Wikipedia, the languages spoken are English, Mandarin, and Cantonese. So it's all, it's, it's, it's both of them. Uh, th- that, ma- that makes it helpful. <laughs> yeah, which makes it probably even more code switching. 
Right, because they're going between and both I, Chinese I would dialects. love, do we have anyone who speaks Mandarin or Cantonese listening to this? If you could tell me, I would not be surprised. If you could tell me the language her father speaks, is it different than what her husband speaks? Is that one of the reasons ah. that he didn't like him? Like what? I know that he doesn't like him because he thinks he's too soft. He thinks he's too weak. But what's the big? Is it a language thing? thing? Is but the language would mean that he's from a different culture. With, right. You know what? What is that? So I would love to know that, and it'd be really interesting. I would love to know, like, I w- I is would, it Cantonese and Mandarin and English in their conversation? I would also love to watch a review of this movie from anyone who speaks Mandarin and Cantonese. Yeah. That how accurate are the subtitles? Yeah. And yeah. where are the differences? Like, wh- yeah. wh- where did, where is our, because translation is not an exact science. Yep. And some artistic license needs to be taken. To get so, the message across. To get the message across, yeah. right. So where did they choose to, uh, exercise some license and why is the difference there i'm i'm fascinated because yeah. the code switching when when tech was going nuts over I that i love that so much in this movie that's something you grew up with yeah that's something you live with that i is do your naturally existence. but it's also something that we've watched jason do it's all in yeah. english but jason will flip between three different accents depending on who he's talking to but jason you do it so fluently yeah and 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 you do it also with your family. Yeah. Like, and I so, love when your mom, your mom, who probably um struggles with English the most out of your immediate family, she will be, even now when she's losing some of her language, she will just be going and then go into an English word because she just doesn't know it in French. Right. <laughs> you know, it's just not part of the language that she uses anymore. Um Anyway, this movie is fantastic, and uh, we've been talking for a really long time about it. So please let us know, what do you think about this movie? What was your experience? Has this changed you? By the way, if you didn't cry, tell me why you don't have a soul. <laughs> <laughs> because because Grave of the Fireflies killed it, okay? Oh, well, that's a good reason. That's a good reason. So thank you so much for joining us, and you can... Uh, give us feedback on the Discord server, the Nutty Bites Discord server. You can do that on Patreon. You can do it on Facebook. You can do it on Twitter. You can email me. We can have a conversation. You can walk up to me on the street and say, hey, by the way, I listen to your podcast. That would be really weird. But uh, any of those ways, you know, Instagram, any of those ways that you see my name out there, go ahead, send me a message. I share it with everybody. We don't read our feedback on the air because that's just really weird. Um, for this style of format, but please, we love the conversation. So thanks so much for listening to us just gush about this movie. We'll talk to you again soon. And before we go, we just want to thank our patrons without whom there would not be two episodes a month. So thank you so much to our top tier big daddies. Thank you to Jax, Jason, and Rich the TT. Thank you to the patrons of the arts. Andy, Luke, Mark Cabot, Mark the Incaffeinated One, Melissa the Bathtub Mermaid, Paul, Suzanne, and Susanna. And thank you to all of our other patrons who keep the lights on and keep things going, without whom this Patreon campaign would not have happened. So thank you so much to Uncle Monster, Grig, Harold, Hugh, Ian, Justine, Ken, Kinsey, Mike, Patrick, 
The Radical Geek, Shane, Stephen, Will, and Zachman. Thanks so much for all of your support. All of you, you keep everything going and, um, you know, let me pay for the web space that is holding all of files. So thank you. And uh, if you'd like to support the podcast, you can always go to nimlaugh.org and uh, click on the donate button. Nutty Bites is produced by Nimlas Studios under a Creative Commons Attribution No Commercial Non-Derivatives 3.0 International License. That means you can't change it without my permission. You can share it and send it to your friends. Just link back to me, my site, and everything. We live at nimlas.org, which has links to everything social media, including facebook.com slash group slash Nutty Bites and patreon.com slash nukejoss or call 347-NUTTY42. 